tonight on Astro Zero Twitter Spaces, we have a really awesome polygon artist that's joining us. Uh, he goes by the name Mr. Chief, and he's the creator of the Schlime Buddies project. So welcome to our space, man. Glad that you gave us a little bit of your time today to come talk to the community. Thank you for having me. So can you give us a little bit of a of what Schlime Buddies is and why you decided to create them? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, so there's actually a backstory to um, the characters. So it pretty much starts with me. I'm a dad of three. Um, two of my kids were premature. One of them, uh, my oldest one was 28 weeks, one pound and eight ounces. And my youngest was um, 26 weeks, one pound and two ounces. And he was in the Nike for about eight months when he finally came home. They um, sent him home with a heart monitor because he would forget to breathe. And that's why he took so long in the NICU. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with the NICU is, they basically watch the babies until they're ready to go home. So because he would forget to breathe, you know, he took that long in the NICU. And, you know, I had to leave him at the hospital, obviously. Like, you can't stay there. You get visiting hours. I mean, as a parent, you get to go there 24-7, but we still had the other two at home, you know, so... It was kind of tough to go back home or, and knowing that he was, you know, going through this. So when, like I said, when they finally sent him home, he came home with the heart monitor and um, it, it was tough, you know, to cope with the fact that he couldn't breathe, even though the heart monitor was super loud and it didn't require much to get him to breathe again. It, it was just literally like touch him in the hand or in the head, rub his head, you know, and he would kind of snap out of it. So during this course, it was tough to sleep or or leave his side. And the doctor recommended we get, you know, stuffed animals that were fuzzy or furry to leave them by his feet. You know, in case he moved, he would always kind of feel something and hopefully kind of narrow down these episodes. So during the course of him having the heart monitor, I would just draw because I would always be with him or on his side. And I would just kind of draw and started drawing these heads that kind of look like some of the stuffed animals he used to have. And it started off with just like the four or five heads. Um, I think the eighth, the bear, the cow, and it was one more. The, I, I can't remember the other one, but that's pretty much how I drew the characters. Oh, and the dog. The dog was completely different color, but um, yeah, that's pretty much the first characters. And they were only heads, and I made them into Discord emojis. And my buddy, not too long ago, is actually the one that started getting me into NFTs. And he said, you know, why don't I make them into NFTs? So I started pretty much building base off those heads, you know. So I made more heads, more bodies, more assets, more items, all that good stuff. So. That's pretty much where the characters were born from. So is this the first NFT project that you've worked on? Or have you been at least involved in other ones at some capacity? Or, or uh, is this a fresh start for you? No, this is definitely a fresh start. Um, most of everything is on new. So when he told me about it, um, we just started researching reading on it you know um we ran into f first and we were like this is ridiculous on the gas prices you know and just kind of researched from there really but definitely my first project so going into the gas prices uh did you kind of immediately look for some sort of alternative to uh get around ethereum or i know a couple um artists that I that I spoke to, um, they didn't really know about other things like Polygon. They kind of, when they just started, they were like thinking like ETH is what you do and this is it. Um, so how'd you find out about Polygon? I know you said you're brand new, so you haven't minted yet. So you don't really fall into that category, but was it just from like listening to people in spaces and people complaining about, you know, these, these gas prices are three times as much as the NFT that I'm trying to sell? No, it was just um, it was just constant reading and researching, really. Um, 
to be honest, like I started drawing and building the bodies and the heads and, you know, and I was like, I would even tell my wife, I'm like, I guess you got to pay a bunch of money, you know, to get one, one, uh, one NFT out, you know, it's like hundreds of dollars. Like, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I continue to draw. And I, and I think my buddy might've been the one that found it out. I, I don't remember, but either way, we were both working together to, to research more and more. I, I didn't even start Twitter until Thanksgiving. So by then, I think I, we already knew about Polygon. And I think if for that month, I was just kind of watching, you know, what people were doing and kind of taking it all in. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember exactly when Polygon started on OpenSea. I, I want to say it was summer of last year in June or um, I can't really remember exactly when. So you kind of stepped in at the right time where you could kind of avoid you know those crazy gas fees but I, I know people like that started up projects and they're trying to sell an nft for 30 bucks and then the gas is 300 dollars. and i mean like i would much rather the 300 dollars go into the artist's pocket and then i pay 30 dollars gas you know like the the other way around i'd be perfectly fine with but the fact that the artist is getting 30 bucks and then i got to pay miners 300 bucks it pisses me off and like it kind of discourages me from even even really wanting to buy the art and I, I just don't think that's right. I mean, Polygon is kind of serving a, a purpose to help people from from all sides, you know, and uh, I'm glad that people are starting to, you know, come around to it. Um, did you kind of stumble into the Polygon community and Polygon Alliance like uh, by accident? How did you how did you find the spaces? Like, I know, like Dave, Dave and Beluga pretty much are the the people that really kind of got a huge push in this did you just kind of stumble upon one of their twitter spaces one day and then became a part of the community yeah so like i said I, I would just kind of search on twitter nfts and stuff like that and i started like i said i think uh, things from thanksgiving i think until that whole month of december i think i was really like just to be honest kind of know how twitter works because that's the first time i even got twitter i'm a big discord guy so I was trying to learn how Twitter works and what people are doing, and I would search NFTs and stuff like that. So I think I ran into Beluga first, and he had like a, a midnight show your art or something like that. It was like midnight. So I sat there laying in bed, and I'm just like, should I get up and put my images on there, you know? And I was just say I debated it for so long. It, it turned to like 2 in the morning. I finally got up you know posted on his thing and he followed me and like i was excited right so i was like i was new to it and i and i think at the time he had like eight thousand followers six thousand seven thousand something like that so i was excited you know like oh this guy beluga i even told my buddy this guy beluga followed me he's got like seven thousand followers you know so i kind of started watching you know who's associated with him kind of what's branching out from him i guess and i started joining his spaces and you know that's kind of pretty much how he found out about most of it so would you say that the schleim buddies was kind of like um kind of like a grieving or coping mechanism for you in order to get this project launched or is it um yeah, I guess that's my question. It, 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 is it first and foremost like a way where you kind of was able to deal with the stress of what was going on with your child and not really thought about anything as far as like I could possibly make money doing this or make a full-time job out of this? No, so like the, the I think I forgot to mention, the characters were done a long time ago. Like my son is six years old now. So he's pretty much overall healthy, you know, and during the time of what I should make, I, I, I just kind of thought about the, the heads that I had made and it, it just kind of branched out from there as well, you know. Um, but no, it wasn't like to cope with it because like I said, he, he's six now. So um, it, it was just something that was interesting, you know, the NFTs. So I kind of wanted to get in on it as well. Just like, you know, everyone, everyone. Yeah, it definitely took off really 
really super fast. I think I think it took off a lot quicker than a lot of people were expecting. I mean, they've, they've been around for years. It's not like it's a brand new thing, but the, just the popularity behind it. I mean, you see some of these some of these NFT projects from January of last year or February a year ago today. Like some of these projects were barely known, and now they're trading for hundreds of ETH, which is just crazy. Um, but you know, trends happen, and, and it's a uh, it's a good thing that it's happening because it's giving people a stable income. It's giving people um opportunities that you know people didn't have necessarily a year ago you know some people were you don't know what you're going to do for a living and then the next thing you know you start just selling your art online and now you're set so it's pretty cool is it is it something that you may be um if this thing takes off would you consider it becoming like a full-time job or are you going to kind of just set it up as like a supplementary income no, for sure. I mean, I would like it to be a full-time job. I mean, sometimes I feel like it's already a full-time job now, you know, like trying to grow and trying to get out there that definitely requires a lot of time. And I've been, to be honest, putting a lot of time into, you know, trying to speak in spaces that sometimes I, I psych myself out, but, you know, for the most part, I'm definitely trying to get out there and, and trying to make my mark and like you said, hopefully blow up and become a full-time job. Well, just look at it like this is practice, you know, practice makes perfect. So, I mean, you're doing fine so far, so I wouldn't stress too much. Um, let's, let's get into the project itself. We'll start talking about Shaline Buddies. Um, so what's the total release number that you're going to have once the collection is finalized? 1,000. Uh, my plan on doing waves of 50. Um, but yeah, the total amount is going to be 1,000. Now, is there going to be a time frame split up in between this? Like, are you going to release 50 this week, 50 next week, or are you going to do release 50 once those 50 sell out and you're going to start like the second bit of the collection? What's the idea that you're doing with that? Yeah, that's a, I, I think, um, touching base with the community. That's why I, I really want to get the community of 100 members, um, active members, hopefully, and holders. And once that's kind of settled with the first 50, um, you know, kind of touch base on what they want to do. If they want to wait until I sell out the first 50 to release the next 50. I mean, personally, I would like to sell out the first 50, but, you know, I, it's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I would like to sell out the First 50, I mean, everybody does, right? But I guess really to just honestly touch base with the holders and the community and see what they want to do. Have you considered maybe, I know like Potent Potions, for example, um, when he did his first series release, everything was an airdrop. Did you consider maybe doing that as like maybe a marketing tool, maybe your first 50, you just designate towards contest in order to maybe build your community or some sort of giveaways and then maybe doing a, a lower mint price for your second 50 and then progressively going up to a floor price that might be um, what you kind of have as your liking, any type of marketing strategies that you could share. Yeah, that's actually what I did do. Um, I did collabs with um, Taco Tribe, uh, Ramen, Beluga and Jay uh, with chickens. So what I did was basically everybody that was in their Discord and my Discord. So if we had a mutual Discord, they would get whatever pet, um, like a pet Beluga. They were both in this in his Discord and my Discord. So the first fifty are already out. They were released and about forty something were were already dropped and some of them didn't claim their prize which is fine you know I mean, you can't really chase them so i kind of we voted and it was just kind of like uh just give them away do giveaways and keep it rolling yeah i think like i i always say that that's such a, a huge advantage that you have as a polygon artist where you can afford to airdrop collections and you could do uh you know, giveaways and, and stuff like that and collaborations and you could do seasonal giveaways. Like if you want to do, uh, you know, 
a cupid a cupid slime buddy for valentine's day or something like that you know you, you have you have the chance to do that and it's not gonna really cost you anything was pennies really to, to airdrop these to people and do contests and you get your name out i think it's uh you know polygon is definitely more artist friendly when it comes down to it Definitely, and um, the way I have my contract set up is, and the initial thought was to be generative, and I kind of, to be honest, like, I, I hated that I didn't have control over what it was making. Like, you, you have control somewhat when it's generating, but, you know, for my first release, I wanted to put really a lot of thought in each piece that came out. So the way I have it set up, like you said, I could do holiday ones or more collabs or it leaves the doors open for me. Now, I'm on your OpenSea page right now, and I, I see like you have the, the 50 items numbered and, you know, like number 16 is the cow and number 20 is Pikachu and then 19 is a pirate. But then there's one on here where it just says promo. So is that what you were... Um, how is that working? Is that just kind of like what you mint off the website is what you get? Um, the promo one is just exactly that, kind of like a sneak peek. Um, the reason I did number one as a promo, because since I was going to airdrop them, I didn't want people to be... I know sometimes the people want number one of that collection, so, to pe so people wouldn't feel that I favored someone over another person. I kind of put a promo GIF as number one. Oh, okay. that makes sense then. So is everything here, um, it's all hand-drawn. What, what type of programs are you using? Are you using like an Illustrator or using Blender? Um, I use a, a combination of a couple programs. It's like uh, Paint and GIMP for the most part, though most of it is GIMP, but some of the painting I like to um, do with like Paint and... I, I believe it's called Paint 3D, and that's just to kind of give me the crisp lines on the sides to kind of clean it up a little bit more. So how long did you start working on the project as far as converting it into, like, NFTs? Like, I, I know you said you, you drew the heads a long time ago, six years or so ago, but as far as really getting it started as a, a launchable NFT project, putting the bodies on, getting the backgrounds and everything set, when when was the start date approximately? Did you start in November, December? Yeah, like even the heads, even though I did have them, they got modified a little bit. But for the most part, um, I don't know. I think it was – I use Thanksgiving a lot as my um, – as kind of a way to, you know, as my bracket of timing or whatever. I think it was like probably three months before – Thanksgiving, I want to say. So whatever that month lands. So is is the full one thousand pieces already set to go, or are you gonna you have to like work on them over time? Like, uh, you only have like the first one hundred ready to go, and then as you kind of make your way through the project, you're gonna keep making more. Yeah, the plan is to keep making more. Um, I do have like the first 50, but that's what I'm saying about having that control. I could, you know, change them up if I want to, or if some a collab comes up, I could add it on to it before I release it. And, you know, or I could build more assets down the line, you know, depending on what people like or what I see that people want. So, yeah, I, I plan, that's why it's the, uh, in waves of 50s to give me that option to either add or collab in between sets. So the the question that I have for you, do you have like some sort of spreadsheet or um, some sort of tracker where you know like, all right, I already made a cow with headphones and, uh, you know, a hat so you don't duplicate it down the line. So like if if number 50, let's say, is a cow with headphones and a pirate hat on, and then you get to number, like, 782, and you're like, I'm going to make a cow with headphones and a pirate hat on, how do you avoid duplicating an NFT? 
Yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to do, exactly what you just said, a spreadsheet of some sort. Um, I, I know I'm not worried about the first 50 at all because they do have the pet, and those are the pet for the collabs, should I say, and those will never get released again. You know, that that combination is not ever going to come back, you know. So, but yeah, exactly what you just said. I plan on doing a spreadsheet so I don't... Um, duplicate them at all now is the background color one of the options that would differ between nfts is that one of the, the traits that you're building into it or is the background color just completely random i choose a background color too obviously um yeah i would hate to have like you just said a kind of a similar image but just a different background color i'm gonna avoid that as much as i can so how's the Polygon community been treating you? Do they seem very supportive and uh, behind you all the way? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, they're great to, um, I learned a lot of the, a lot from them or just being in the spaces or just different projects. Um, but for the most part, like, I think Dave's been great. Beluga's been great. Um, Sleepy's been great. You, you know, um, yeah, I mean, this, I definitely feel the support behind it. So on your website, I see that it, I think I'm getting rugged. You got to be joking with me. I don't think. Hang on one second here. I think I'm back. I think I'm, I am back. All right. So on your website, it had mentioned something called the Schleimiverse. Are, are you going to put these in the metaverse eventually? That's the goal. Um, the thing is, like, I'm not sure. Like, I, I plan on being in this in the long run, right? So whether it's this project or another project, or I use this project to fund the next project and reward the holders of this project, you know, it's definitely something that will come along the line and an option. But the reason I don't say, say anything right now is because I don't want to overpromise, I guess, and not deliver. So I want to get the wheels rolling. And then as I grow, so, like I, like it says on my website, my options will grow, you know, and what I can do. And then I could kind of talk to the community what they want to do, you know. Do you have any plans for some sort of like initial benefit that a holder would receive from buying one of your um, Schlime buddies? Or is that going to kind of be determined after you have a set amount of people and uh, you do some sort of voting process on your Discord? Yeah, so that's where that, like I said, the community comes into play so I could hear what they want because as you just said, um, it's growing. It's, this has been around for a long time. So it's growing and at a fast rate. So what I think is, I guess, in or hype at the moment doesn't mean that once I get to 500 sales, it's going to be the same thing, you know? Um, so that, that's definitely why I, I'm so, stuck on building the discord community so i'm talking to mr chief he's the creator of schlime buddies um if we get 100 people in his discord he will launch the project he's waiting for that special number to get this up and running so if you haven't joined his discord yet please click on his twitter profile and join and uh hopefully we get this Thing launched by tomorrow i i think we're at let me see how many people we have in the discord right now uh i don't know how to tell oh 90 95 people so we need five more people in discord so if you guys have not joined his discord please click his twitter profile it's right in his bio join the discord let's get this thing launched let's get another polygon artist out there it'll be his uh initial launch of his project the website is slime buddies S H like sh, and then lime so schlimebuddies.com. Um, so was it difficult for you to do the creation of the website? Did you have somebody do that for you? I know you have a minting um, a minting dap right through your website. Is that something that you created, or did you have outside help in order to do this? No, um, the minting dap is pretty much like. Um... I think it was from Hashlips that I that I obviously changed to fit my project. Um, 
but everything I did myself, everything you see, it's just all me. Um, yeah, the website I did it myself, all that. I like it. I mean, it's it's very just straightforward, and it has everything you need for an NFT project. So you did a good job. Um, is that something that you have experience with uh, outside the NFTs web design? Yeah, so I've actually done stuff like that for unrelated things like this. It's not that I did it as a career. It's just pretty much self-taught that I kind of continued to mess with HTML or coding or, you know, Node and stuff like that. So I'm very, one, when I seen these things and I was like, yeah, I, I could do this, you know, this is, I'm very familiar with this. So if anybody has any questions for Mr. Chief, feel free to raise your hand. Um, if you're down bottom, we can bring it up if you request. And uh, you can hit them with some questions that you guys might have or any uh, shout outs or praise or whatever you'd like to uh, to give. Um, so are your kids involved in the project now? Do they do they give you any like sort of feedback as far as like what they like as far as the, the Schlein buddy might look or... Do they kind of do little doodles with you and, and try to help you along the way? I I try to tell them to learn how to draw so they can help out with some of the items and they try it for a little bit, but they definitely um tell me what looks good, what doesn't, or ideas on, you know, some of the bodies or what they should wear. They're they're definitely involved, I think. Like I said on the website, I don't know if you saw it down down below, you know, we're eating and it's becomes a discussion on the table or they'll tell me what to change and stuff. So it definitely became overall a family project. How old are your kids? Now my oldest is 18. My The middle child is 14 and my youngest is six. So if they had, to, let's say your six-year-old, if he had to pick the the favorite one out of all of them, which, which line buddy is his favorite? I think I got the most reaction out of him with the cow. Um, he sat there laughing about it. But yeah, I think it, it's the cow. But as I show him different ones, he'll say, you know, this one's cool or that one's cool. But the most reaction I saw out of him was when I showed him the cow. Now, I'm not really, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know how any of this like legal stuff goes. But, um, most of your Schlein buddies are very original. The the only one that I'm concerned with is Pikachu. Pikachu. Now, now is that something that you thought about with it? Because um, I, I know Pokemon are a bunch of pain in the asses when it comes to uh, the likeness of their characters and stuff like that. So is that something that you're maybe concerned about a little bit, minting that specific one? I was, and I did, and I think it was a a battle between myself if I should move forward with it. Um, I think most of the time what I've been told, it's sometimes it's like as long as you don't call it actually Pikachu and sometimes it's like, oh, you're just expressing yourself, you know, that's just your art. So I, I have, like you said, I'm not a lawyer either. I have no idea. What I, what I went based off of is everything I saw on OpenSea, you know, like I saw Avengers, I saw Nintendo, I saw all sorts of characters. So I'm like, I guess one Pikachu is not going to hurt. Yeah, I, I know there's like likeness, like likeness laws where as long as it's not 50% of the or 20% of the actual likeness, I, I don't really know. But I was just curious if that's something that you took into consideration. Um, I know we had Pika on last, not Pikachu, Pika the artist from uh, Tunisia was on with us uh, over this past weekend, and he does like complete portraits of like Ice Cube and Freddie Mercury, and, and it's something I wanted to ask him as well, because who really knows, like if, if a piece blows up, right, that artist there or the person who created that animation might want a chunk of it they might send you like a cease and desist letter or whatever the case might be so i think it's always something that you kind of gotta keep an eye on and just be safe about but i mean it looks like pikachu but you're not calling pikachu so i think you might be good to go yeah i mean 
like you just said, I think for the most part, it, it, I think that's the problem, right? Like it, it's not an issue until you, it blows up. Like you said, if that image blows up, then they're definitely going to come after you. But what I don't understand about with this, with the living in the blockchain, if I had Pikachu on my website and I got a CMB and they told me take it down, I can take it down. But with this, it's already out, you know, so I, I don't know how that would be handled, honestly. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's there's a lot of gray area as far as blockchain goes, so let's have to deal with it when the time comes, that's all. Um, have you decided on the price that you're going to start this uh, this first minting series at? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of five or ten Matic. Um, I, I think for my first release, I'm going to do five Matic just for the holders that, you know, came in and believed in the project, you know, get them started at a, a decent price and affordable. Are you going to be accepting Matic directly or do they have to use Rapteeth? Yeah, it's Matic directly. That's nice. I like that. You don't, you don't have to worry about doing any bridges or anything like that. So that's, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, going back to your utility with the project where we were saying that um, the NFT is going to kind of act like uh, a voting privilege for the holders, uh, determining what type of utility or what route that you're going to go with with the project. Now, let's say somebody holds um, one NFT and another person holds five. Does the person that holds five get five times as many votes or is it just going to be uh, like wallet specific? For now, it's just wallet specific. Um, as far as the utility, like I said, I have I have a Discord and holders do have currently a private channel. Um, but yeah, that would all come down the line as far as you know, if you hold more than five, or like you said, one holds ten, five, or whatever, then they'll all come down the line. I saw somewhere on your website, I believe it was, that it says that you have mini games that are going to be incorporated with the project. Um, are these games that you have available on your Discord, or is this something that you're going to develop in time? They are actually on the website right now. If you go down to, I believe, the Connect section um, underneath the Discord and Twitter um, and OpenSea images, it says Quick Links, and it's like a matching game and a like a flappy bird um, remake or modified, you know, I put a rocket ship in, in space and the Schlein buddies are, you know, on the window riding the rocket ship, you know, hopefully to the moon, right? All right, I see it now. I, I don't know why I didn't that. I'm playing the matching game right now as we're speaking. So um, do, do you plan on doing any type of these games that are going to, you know, be some sort of incorporation with, a reward system or anything like that? Or is this just something to pass time and kind of de-stress from the day and, and kind of defrag your brain a little bit? A little of both. Um, <clears throat> I have them there, like you said, in case people are at the airport or whatever, want to play something. Um, but I did do giveaways based on the games. You know, I did whoever got the most on the, like I said, the Flappy Bird, or I called it Slime Buddy Space Adventure. Um I did a giveaway whoever got the highest score and I think somebody smashed it and I don't even know how they did it. I think they got 120 or something. And same with the matching game. I, I A few people got 100 out of 100 on the hardest setting. So I think it was two people that tied that 100 out of 100. So I had to you know, do the wheel, the spinning wheel price. But yeah, I, I've done giveaways already for it for using those games so once you hit 100 um 100 discord members let's see if the numbers went up it hasn't it still hasn't gone up guys come on you're all slacking get in his discord channel get it up to 100 members in there so we can get this thing launched um he's not going to launch it unless we have 100 discord members click on his profile join the discord uh so um when when you hit 100 members in your Discord, are you going to do some sort of like whitelist or is it just going to be uh, we're ready to go and then we launch? 
Yeah, it's going to be, we're ready to go and we launch no whitelist. Um, but there's still going to, even if I hit 100 right now, I'm not going to release, you know, two hours from now. I'm going to kind of strategically try to launch, um, think about my options, you know, or talk to some people, maybe, you know, a few days a week, you know, but it, the whole point is that we got the 100 and now we can move forward with the process of when we're going to mint. So I know it kind of matters a little bit more with ETH because with ETH you kind of have to determine your launch if you're if you're a smaller project or a newer project you kind of have to determine your launch around what the gas prices are at. Now with Polygon you don't really have that concern because we don't really have to worry about gas as far as um, starting a project up. The question I have though is. In your head, is it better to launch a project midweek? Is it better to launch on a Monday? Is it better to launch at some time over a week over the weekend? What would be the best the best uh, thought process in your head of when to really start the project? Um, so I plan on releasing when I release definitely a weekday. I notice um, Twitter is a little more busier on the weekday, which kind of makes no sense to me because people are at work but i guess you know maybe they're avoiding working but i definitely see twitter you know busier during weekdays so it'd definitely be a weekday um as far as time i think it you know my thought i think you know somewhere between two to five p.m um and definitely i don't want to launch like i got you got beluga about to launch his um, Duro Lugas, and then you've got Coin that's about to launch, you know, February 11th. So that's why I say, like, I got to kind of strategically move on and about it, and, and whether it's between them or after them, you know, got to give them their shine, let them have their shine as well, and, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if we necessarily do this. I could be wrong, but... um. Do we have a calendar lined up for all the artists that are going to be releasing on Polygon so we kind of don't take the shine away from each other? I don't, you... I don't think so. I don't think we do. And But I keep stuff in mind. Like, okay, even if I hit 100 right now, then I'm definitely not launching on this day, you know. But I, I've kept certain dates. Or as I got closer to 100, I would kind of be aware of who was saying when they're launching. Yeah, I think maybe I'll have to run that by Dave and Beluga. I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if it's on the Polygon Alliance Discord, but I think that's something good that we might um, have to bring up in discussion where we could kind of have maybe, even if it's just ballpark, you know, like I plan on launching my project either the 13th or 14th, and at this time of day, that way we're kind of not taking away from each other's project, and, and one isn't really you know, outperforming another, I think it'll give us a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost as far as how projects work um, in Polygon. So I'm going to, I'm going to run that by Dave and Beluga and, and see what they think. But I think that could be something that, that could really kind of help projects a little bit along the way. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's a great idea. Like I, I have it in my head mainly, or I'll put it in my notes, but i I've done it, you know, several times already when I think I'm going to hit a hundred or when I see, you know, people joining, I'm like, okay, a hundred's going to come soon. So I'd start kind of listening in spaces when people are going to launch and I, I think it'd be a great idea. We're kind of at the point with the Polygon community where it used to be a small group of people and now we're in the hundreds. So even if you don't think that anybody's going to, you know, be minting on that day. You never know. There probably is going to be somebody on that day. So I think it's best if we kind of limit it and make sure that there's not 15 artists minting on the same day in order to kind of spread the love out a little bit. Um, were Were you a part of the uh, Polygon Summit that they did on Spatial Creative Owls? Were you in there? The first one, no. I um, I think it happened. When was it? Um, New Year's, right? Um, I missed that one because I was just kind of busy grinding and getting my name out there. And, you know, like I said, it, it was all new to me. Um, 
December, most of December, I kind of used it to research and kind of get familiar of how you work Twitter. So I, I completely missed that one. And as far as the next one coming, which I think you said um, March first, I think it's April. April second. I don't know. I'd have to message Creative House, but um, I, I'm almost certain it could be March first, but I could be wrong. But you know, I'm definitely keeping an eye out, open for that one. Yeah. Uh, are you planning on maybe getting your art up in the gallery on on spatial layer so people could check out what you got going on? And uh, also, have you have you have you considered maybe putting your art in any uh, virtual galleries online? Yes, for sure. Um, I, I mess with spatial a little bit. Um, it, it's nice. I like it, you know. But um, I, I'm, we I do test other things, or my buddy does test um, different options. We just don't know how to. He just doesn't know how to put, I guess, multiplayer into it. But he he's done an art gallery and stuff like that, you know, and he runs around in, but again, it's not multiplayer or anything. And, but yeah, I mean, definitely considered it and tested it and definitely an option. So are you going to plan on doing some sort of minting party um, once you hit the hundred and decide what day you're going to do? Are you going to do maybe like a, a two hour prior to mint and have uh, your Twitter spaces up here. And uh, if so, do you need somebody to host it? Yes, for sure. Um, I wanted to touch. I, I know they, I know Dave has done them. Uh, I think that's the only one that I know of that does them all the time. Um, but I was definitely going to touch base with him and see, you know, if he can do it or if we can do it or you, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I did want to do that. And that's why I said, once I hit a hundred members, I don't want, I'm not just going to release, you know, I kind of want to strategically plan of when this is going to happen. So we're talking to Mr. Chief. Mr. Chief is the creator of Schlein Buddies. Um, at 100 Discord members, he will be getting ready to launch his uh, long-awaited project and the uh, you guys are still slacking. I mean, I don't get it. Why Why can't we get on Discord, guys? Very, very simple task. Join the Discord channel. Have a project launch. Support your fellow Polygon artists. Um, not asking people to rob a bank, but uh, let me digress. His uh, his website is schleimbuddies, S-H-L-I-M-E, buddies.com. Um, project will be releasing very soon. Um, if you guys have any questions for him, feel free to come up and uh, ask him. If you want to give a shout-out, feel free to come up and give a shout-out. Um, he's one of us, so let's show as much support as we possibly can. Um, so let's talk about the rarity traits that you have built into your uh, built into your project. Now, is there a specific trait that is more rare than the others, or is it kind of just randomized? No, not randomized. Um, just because I use the same heads, I, I don't. I think that's going to come into play as well as, as far as what's rare. But I definitely have items or characters that I plan on releasing. Like, for example, kind of the ones that look like the Ninja Turtles or are the Ninja Turtles. You know, I plan on releasing just the four and the thousand. You know, so that or. <clears throat> what looks like the power ranger same thing you know same concept the five or six and the thousand you know some some items will not come back other than that item or other than one in that thousand is the one with bomb for his head is that inspired by bomberman no i actually just it was actually made on a mistake i, I made the eyes and i liked how he was looking so i was like this kind of looks like a bomb you know so i can just work through there so, um, what's been the hardest thing for you as far as like getting an NFT project up and running? Um, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, the right answer, I guess, would be everything in a sense, you know, because while you're doing it, it feels like it's hard, you know, and then once you get it past like the halfway point and then everything kind of goes smooth and then it's like the contract and it's like, that looks hard and it's, you know, again, looking back now, I could, you know, 
spin up the contract in about five minutes, you know, and get it deployed. I don't write the contract. I, I try to look for for um <clears throat> like templates and I read over them, make sure they're doing what they're what I want them to do. But yeah, like I can deploy it probably in like five minutes and the first one, you know, took me several hours. So I, I think everything in that moment feels hard, but as of right now, what feels hardest to me is getting my name out there, getting the brand out there, um, being available in these Twitter spaces and, you know, obviously building the Discord community seems pretty difficult right now. Do you plan on dropping like a, a detailed roadmap for the project or is it just kind of you're going to do things as, as they go? Um, I know like a lot of projects have like these detailed roadmaps, like 10% we're doing this, 25% we're doing that, 50% we're doing this. Or you just kind of like, I know, I know you said you're going to have it based on community, but is there any specific like points that you hit where you're going to do something maybe a little bit different? Not at the moment, only because I, I've talked to like Beluga and them and they, they said their roadmap and income until I think Beluga just released his, right? Not too long ago. So like they said, it's okay as long as I communicate with this with the community. And like I said, I just don't want to overpromise and then not hit the mark. Um, but I, I plan on doing certain steps, like you just said, um, when I hit 50% or something like that. I, it is something that I plan on doing. But definitely not overpromising. I don't really think it's super necessary to have a detailed roadmap. Personally, I, I, I mean, when when I look at NFTs and like they're art based, I, I'm more concerned with the art um, first and foremost, and then I'm concerned about how strong their community is, and then we can worry about the rest as that goes on. I don't think that you have to make specific promises that. You know, fifty percent. We're gonna do. Uh, one person gets a trip to Aruba. Like, you know, I don't really right. do that shit. I think I think that's kind of like, like it kind of takes away from the art. To be to be quite honest with you, like when you're when you're doing all this other like randomized stuff in there, I I, I really it doesn't turn me off. But I just think sometimes people try to take on too much, and it's it's just not necessary in the space. Well, I think sometimes the primary concern is to rise hype and interest, right? So I, I don't know if these projects, like you just said, trips, vacations, you know, 20K cash, if they ever deliver on this. But I think sometimes I look at it like they just want the hype and they just want the word out there, I guess. Yeah, I just I, I don't think it's really something that's, that's necessary. And I think for... Um, I don't think it's so much anymore, but I think there was a point in time where it was almost necessary for a project to have um, some kind of like unique or badass utility in order to be a successful project. I don't think it's the case anymore, but there, there was a point in time where I think people were like, all right, well, CryptoPunks doesn't really have too much utility, but uh, when you look at it, like it's it's selling for a lot. So now I need to make up for my newer project and add some crazy ass utility in it. So people like mine is set aside and it's looked at differently from these other projects. And I think it's just kind of like a waste of your creativity. I think artists are worrying too much more uh, about stuff outside of their most important thing. And that's their art. And, uh, you know, that's why I was saying like roadmaps. My favorite roadmap that I've seen so far, he's right down there, Sleepy Pirates. There's four things on his roadmap, and it's a beautiful thing when I look at it. He's like, 25% I'm doing this, 50% I'm doing this, 75% I'm doing this, 100% I'm doing this. And I don't even know if I'm going to do all this. And I was like, that's what I like to hear, man. Like, just go as, go as you go. And, and that's that. Um, so how do you think, um, as a community we could kind of get the word about NFTs out um, a little bit more efficiently. Um, as a community, you mean like what's an NFT in general or general questions? Is that what you're asking? How, how, do, how do you get that information out? Yeah. How could, how could I have a community? Uh, how could I have a conversation with somebody? Let's say when I go to the supermarket and make them know what what an NFT is when we're waiting online to check out? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, 
I guess in a sense, like a token that that kind of lives forever in, uh, on the blockchain and on cryptocurrency would would be a good start. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I think that would be the good start to it. Um, you know, it never goes away; it's forever. Um, it's it's like you have a Valentine's card. We'll say, you know, if you want to give somebody a Valentine's card and that image, that card will always be in your wallet and that will never go away. Did you just steal my example? You must have I, heard me say the Valentine's Day card before. Maybe I could have. But like I said, I join a lot of spaces, so I get a lot of info. That's kind of the example I use where, you know, you could save a birthday card that your kid made you like, and, and see it 20 years down the line. And I think that's something cool because, like, I know, like, when I was a little kid, I would make my mom and dad, like, a birthday card with construction paper, and it would look like, you know, like a little kid made it. And after they saw it, they would probably just throw it in the garbage. But now that's, like, a keepsake moment that they could go back and they could see five or ten years from now where, you know, they, they could use that uh, when I get older and I get married. You know, that could be something that could be a part of, like, the wedding uh you know, photo album, you know, it could be like, oh, look at, look at Dave when he was eight and he made me this stupid ass Christmas card that looked like a piece of shit. But, you know, <laughs> you know, so your parents could embarrass you. I think that's, that's what I'm really getting at. But I think it's, it's a, uh, it's a good way to go about it. I think we really need to kind of somehow figure out the education process. I don't know how we're going to go about it. Um, any, any ideas how we could kind of further the education uh, process to make this a little bit easier for people to grasp um i i think twitter spaces are very they they do the job a lot <clears throat> like i said the first month i spent listening and researching um but one thing i only learned for the most part not because there was a space specifically to teaching so much but just from hearing everybody and kind of connecting the dots what what I don't see much of is um like one oh ones, you know, um just how to mint, how to set up a wallet, you know. Um things like that. I, I think maybe less shell spaces and more one oh ones or maybe like if you ha if you do spaces Monday through Friday, maybe you dedicate a, a Wednesday just to get that one oh one out there, that information out there. Yeah, I think um that's something that we were kind of considering, like kind of mixing up the format a little bit, um, doing maybe AMAs five days a week and then two days a week doing something else. Like um, a week or two ago, we were kind of toying around with like a, a roundtable where we brought in different artists from different blockchains, uh, people that are considering um, starting NFT projects. And we kind of sat there and kind of spitballed ideas. Um, I think some good stuff came out of that. I think it also kind of opens up collaborations between people in different realms. I, uh, like, I think the one uncharted territory, I mean, there are people doing it, but there's clearly not enough musicians in, in the NFT space right now. And I think if you have a project that doesn't necessarily have the utility that, you know, everybody is looking for, you could kind of collaborate with a musician and, you know, kind of combine forces and do like a Voltron thing, you know, then you have like your art, you got your music, or even like a, a poet, right? You could have a poet doing like spoken word poetry over a, a piece of photography that you have minted. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there that we're not really looking into at the moment. Right, exactly. I, I can agree with all that. Like I said, um, it was just hard. It's it, in the beginning, it was super hard just finding anything on this. So I think a lot of one on ones would definitely help. Maybe Sleepy Pirate could host, you know, how tos. Well, Sleepy Pirate, he has like the best of both worlds, right? Because he could play the guitar and he has his his artwork. So he's really like a one man band over there. He could he could handle everything. Whereas, like, somebody like myself, I can't do anything. So, you know, Sleepy Pirate is really, like, your go-to guy in the entire NFT space if you really need somebody. He must have his volume down. So um, He's probably sleeping. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably knocked out. So um, you said you were doing a collaboration with Beluga. Who else were you doing collabs with? I I did with Taco, Tribe, Ramen, uh, Beluga, and Jay Jays uh, with the chickens. That's awesome. So did you get a good response out of those? Um, I think I messed up. I think I should have built my followers a little bit more and then released them. You know, I, I think if I could go back and change anything, I, I think it would be focusing on Twitter and building the followers, joining spaces and stuff like that. And I, I think the Discord members kind of would have fell into place. But I I run a different Discord unrelated to this, so I was huge on Discord, you know. So I, I think, that, like I said, if I could go back and change something, I think it would be that and then announce the collabs once I have, you know, X amount of followers, but I think I did it super early on, and so there was not too much interest. All right, so um, we're going to kind of get to the end here. Um, we're talking with Mr. Chief, the creator of the up-and-coming NFT project, Schlein Buddies. Um, once his Discord hits 100, we're going to get ready to launch this mf -er. So if you haven't yet, Please click his profile on Twitter. It's right in his bio. Join his Discord. Um, also, follow him here on Twitter. Let's get the uh, the community, everybody following everybody. As Dave always says, you know, that's, that's a really big strength that we have because then when somebody puts a tweet out or retweets, everybody sees it, and that's really what it's all about. That's how we grow a community. Um, you can check out his website at schleimbuddies.com. It's S-H-L-I-M-E buddies.com um looking forward to getting this mint up and running um so um my last question for you before we do wrap up is where slime buddies going to be a year from today and um what are you looking forward to most as like your mid to long-term goals um hopefully <clears throat> hopefully sold out um like I, like I said, whether I go with this project all the way or use this as a stepping stone and reward all my holders, you know, I'm hoping uh, I'm definitely sold on and I'm, I'm in it for the long run. Yeah, well, I think you're going to be doing fine. I mean, you're a very, like, approachable person and I really love your artwork. I think it, I think it's great. I think it's I think everybody kind of relate to it. There's a piece of childhood for everybody. Myself, it's Ninja Turtles. Um, I, I'm 38. Ninja Turtles were around when I was like five or six, I believe. Um, and then you kind of appeal to an older crowd with, you know, your uh, a younger crowd with your Pikachus. I think that kind of came out when I was in my teens, somewhere around that area. And then you have cooler other art that's kind of like, you know, you got the little pirates and the cows and the Power Rangers. So you're kind of hitting all all bases. So I think it's really great, man. Um, I want to thank you for coming out and talking to the community for about an hour. And uh, yeah, if you need help anywhere along the way, you know, you could always reach out to us. We're always here to try to help as many people as we can. If you ever need retweets, if you need us to kind of hype your project up a little bit, and if you're looking to do a mint party, once we get those hundred people in your Discord, just contact me, and we'll we'll set up a day and a time, and you know we'll we'll get the project pushing. For sure, thank you for having. But um, where did you get on the matching game? I uh, I couldn't finish it because I was trying to interview you and play the matching game, and I didn't want to be rude and uh, miss a question. I, was going I to gotcha. Uh, once once I play it after after this Twitter space, I'll send you my score. Right. For sure. Well, once again, I want to thank you, man. Uh, best of luck. Please follow Mr. Chief. Uh, check out SchleinBuddies.com. Uh, he's going to be minting any day now, hopefully, and then we could uh, have another Polygon artist added to the crew. I did message uh, Dave while we were doing this, and he said he will set up a community calendar for uh, everybody on Polygon so we could kind of mint it different days throughout the month, and not everybody's kind of 
dumping the projects on the same day when we do our releases so we could get a little bit more focus and attention to each project. That was a very good idea of, that you had there. And I think it's it's something that's really going to start benefiting people in the community. So I want to thank you for that. That was a really, that's going to be a big help to a lot of people. So I'm glad it's moving forward with the idea. Yeah, sounds great, man. So uh, once again, thank you. Thank you for everybody for coming out to the spaces. Check out Mr. Chief. Follow him here on Twitter. Get in his Discord. We need 100 people to get this party started. Um, check out SchleimBuddies.com. It's right up top there. S-H-L-I-M-E Buddies.com. Uh, minting is going to start very soon. Tomorrow we have a fantastic guest coming on with us. We have Comards. He's right down there. He will be talking with us tomorrow, talking about uh, charity work that uh, him and his business partner do. Really looking forward to talking to him about planting trees. Uh, doing some great stuff for the earth, trying to reduce our carbon footprint. I want to thank you all for coming out, uh, taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk. My dog, my dog obviously smells a skunk outside. We're going to go beat up a skunk. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night.